Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. It's Yom Kippur, and you know what that means. It is Yom Kippur. It's a very special day. It's a solemn day. It's an intense day. It's a day of what? It's a day of repentance. Man, the Alchet. Man, that always gets me. I want you to listen, if you can, uh, to the words of repentance Listen to these words of repentance from someone that you know well in the Bible. And I'll quote the words of repentance. I have sinned against Adonai, your God, and against you. Adonai is righteous while I am wicked. Now forgive my sin, please. Wow. Those are powerful words, especially as we reflect today about repentance. In Yom Kippur, those are powerful words. Isaiah 55. Bavakasha, please. See, it's Yom Kippur, and everyone knows that this means that we need to be repenting. It's just part of Yom Kippur. Yes, beloved, we have atonement because the Messiah has come. We have forgiveness, but that does not in any way, shape, or form relieve us of the responsibility to repent. We still have to repent before our God. And as Yom Kippur crescendos, and we're now in the back half of of, uh, Yom Kippur, as Yom Kippur crescendos, the fervency of our repentance is expected to increase. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6 says this, Seek Adonai while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous one his thoughts. Let him return to Adonai so he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly 
pardon. Oh, Baruch Hashem, thank you, Lord. Can you say amen? Wow, thank God he abundantly pardons. Friends, and I talked about this a good bit last night. I mean, I, I tell you, I, I am seeing Yom Kippur, I'm seeing Leviticus 16 in a way that I've never seen it before this year. That was last night. And, and our God is a good and loving God who is willing to pardon our sins. He is willing to pardon your sins. But as it says, at the same time, we must forsake our evil ways and our unrighteous thoughts. We must forsake them and to return to Adonai. As you know, the Hebrew word for repentance, teshuvah, means to return or to turn away. It is an active uh, word, meaning to turn, to turn away, if you will. It, it is a, a beautiful and important principle here. That's what true repentance is. True repentance is to turn away. As we are edging, to, uh, edging closer to the end of Yom Kippur, I hope that you've been reflective Last night, today, during the Yamim Noraim, the days of awe. I hope you've been reflective. I pray that you've looked deep inside yourself for that which is impure. I trust that you've examined yourself and seen what needs to change. That you have committed to, as we read in Isaiah chapter 55, forsake any unrighteous ways and thoughts that you've truly repented, truly repented, which means to turn away from these sins. That's what Yom Kippur is much about. And if so, good for you. Good for you. You are embracing and weighing into the intended purpose of this special holy day. That true repentance, that turning away from evil. In the book of Exodus, you can turn to Exodus if you'd like, we read about the children of Israel and the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt, as you know, for hundreds of years. And finally, after hearing the cry of the Hebrew children, God sent who? Moshe, Moses, with a message to Pharaoh, let my people go. Wow, I want to see in heaven the video of Moses saying that. That's got to be awesome. It's got to be awesome. I guess we already have the footage with uh, Charlton Heston. You've all seen it. <laughs> Let my people go. And what happened? Of course, Pharaoh did not comply uh, immediately. In fact, initially, he scoffed at the request itself and made things harder for the Hebrew slaves. But as the plagues mounted, Pharaoh 
began to sing a different tune. In Exodus chapter 8, Pharaoh tells Moses to, quote, pray to Adonai that he would take away the frogs. Then I will let the people go. Of course, later he would change his mind. And well, the plagues increased more and more. And by the seventh plague of hail, it was a burning hail, Pharaoh had seemingly realized his evil. Let's go to Exodus chapter 9. Exodus 9, Bavakashah. Wow, this is so interesting and relates so much to Yom Kippur. If you really want to get out a lot of Yom Kippur, weigh into this word for you in your own life, because none of us here are perfect. None of us. Exodus 9, verse 27, it says this. This is after the hail had come and was, it was there. Verse 27, so Pharaoh sent, called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. Adonai is righteous, while I and my people are wicked. Pray to Adonai. There has been enough of God's thunders and hail. I will let you go. You don't have to stay any longer. Wow. Do you recognize these words of repentance? I read them to you a little bit earlier, but I didn't say who they were from. And when I read them stand alone, wow, they sounded so good. Oh my gosh, they sounded so good. How did Moses, Moses respond? Verse 29, Moses said to him, as soon as I am gone out of the city, I will stretch out my hands to Adonai, and the thunder will cease, and there will be no more hail, so that you may know the earth is Adonai's. Check out verse 30, very important. Moses says to Pharaoh, but as for you and your servants, I know that you do not yet fear Adonai Elohim. Boy, Moses was a heavy hitter, y'all. Moses read Pharaoh's mail. <laughs> and Moses saw through him, and he saw through Pharaoh's false repentance. Pharaoh was repenting just to avoid the consequence. Do you see that, my friends? It was very insincere. Pharaoh's repentance was very, very insincere. And sure enough, verse 34, when Pharaoh saw that the rain, the hail, the thunder had ceased, he increased his sin and hardened his heart, both he and his servants. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not let B'nai Yisrael go, just as Adonai had said by Moses' hand. 
And then listen to the words of the Pharaoh after the eighth plague of locusts. Exodus chapter 10, the next chapter, flip over one. This is really important that you understand what Pharaoh said, why this relates to Yom Kippur. This incredible repentance, I read it to you earlier and I could see so many heads nodding about this incredible, these incredible words of repentance. Wow, they were so on. Exodus 10, verse 16. Then Pharaoh quickly called for Moses and Aaron and said, here's Pharaoh talking, I have sinned against Adonai, your God, and against you. Now forgive my sin. Only this once, please. So pray to Adonai, your God, just so he would take this death away from me. Hmm. Wow, that sounds so genuine, y'all. Man, that sounds so genuine. Goodness, that sounds so genuine. But it was baloney. As soon as the locusts were gone, he changed his mind again. All that that he said was just, what? Seriously? That was intense, seemingly sincere repentance. Generous repentance. But it was all smoke and mirrors? What? It's no wonder Pharaoh lived in Egypt. You want to know why? Pharaoh was an expert in crocodile tears. <laughs> oh, Lord, I may need to repent now myself after that one. He was an expert in crocodile tears. They were phony tears. They were phony tears. He asked for forgiveness, but he did not truly repent. Why? Because repentance means to turn away from. In other words, to change. But Pharaoh was a hypocrite and went right back to his same evil behavior. Remember Isaiah chapter 55? God said, let the wicked forsake his ways. But this is very much not what Pharaoh did. Pharaoh said with his mouth, oh, forgive me. Oh, I've sinned. Oh, God is righteous and I'm wicked. Oh, please, just this once, forgive me, forgive me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, you can go. Yeah. All lip service, bumping his gums. <laughs> the Pharaoh. Nope. All the tears he shed. Oh, please, my people, just take away this death. Oh, oh. And as soon as they remove the plague, Pharaoh's like, nope. Sorry, you can't go. Not sorry. You can't go. 
Wow. See, that, that's asking for forgiveness but not repenting. That can happen. You can ask for forgiveness and not... Beloved, that brings us to today. It's Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Jewish people all over the world are reciting the Vidui, the Confessions. Many beat their chests, lamenting and confessing their sins. Wow, all those sins. But the real, the real question is what's next? That's the question for all of us today. Unless, of course, you're perfect. <laughs> Absolutely no one laughed at that. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I'm kind of pretty close. Okay. <laughs> no, unless you're perfect, this applies to all of us. What's next? Are you simply going through the motions today? This is a question for you. Are you simply here today out of obligation? Are you confessing because you know that's what you're supposed to do on Yom Kippur? When we read the Alchet, man, I'm telling you what, to me it is, to me it's the pinnacle of all of Yom Kippur is the Alchet. When, we, when we're confessing, man, we take all that time and we just sin after sin after sin after sin after sin. We're corporately confessing, right? And potentially individually confessing also. Were you merely reciting the Alchet? Or were you considering each sin as it may apply to you? See, friends, what we need to be doing is considering each sin as it applies to us. If we're not to make a mockery of Yom Kippur. What's next? Acts chapter 26. And just as importantly, will there be anything at all different about you after today? I'm asking for, for you to think about this, for each of you to think about this in your own life. Here we are, the early af afternoon of Yom Kippur. We've spent last night together in a very beautiful service. Today, it's been rich and meaningful. We have uh, the rest of the day of the observances can you at this point say that there's going to be anything different about you come sundown tonight than there was sundown last night? I think probably if we're just really honest, for the majority of people here, the answer to that question is no, not really. In which case we lose out on the whole purpose and meaning and the value of Yom Kippur. Acts chapter 26 verse 20 It says, rather I kept declaring, first to those in Damascus and then Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and also the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, here we go, performing deeds consistent with that repentance. 
Do you see that? Performing deeds consistent with that repentance. Do you see what Rabbi Shaul is saying here? Yes, you should repent. Yes, you should say the confessions. Yes, you should turn to God, but you should perform deeds that are consistent with that repentance. Otherwise, you're just playing games. Otherwise, your tears are just crocodile tears. You all have seen that in people, perhaps you've experienced that yourself, where you apologize, but it's not sincere. You can see it sometimes in people. Sometimes you can see it, especially, I think, in little kids. Right? <laughs> what? You, you, hit, you hit Johnny? You apologize? Uh, uh I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you look at you like, that kid ain't sorry, man. He's happy he hit Johnny. <laughs> That's very insane. They have a harder time masking it because they haven't learned to mask. They haven't learned crocodile tears as well as we have. Romans 6. And some people play this dangerous game where they sin and think that that's okay. Why? Because they'll just ask for, for God's forgiveness afterwards. I've, I've seen people, back when I was a youth director, I remember one time I had a teenager come up to me and say, you know, I said, well, why, why are you doing this? And they were sharing with me some, I said, well, you know, I know that when I do it, I can just ask for forgiveness and God will forgive me. It's like, whoa, hold on. That's relying in a manipulative way on God's grace. Sorry, that's not allowed. In fact, Paul specifically addresses this. Romans 6 verse 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? May it never be. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Somebody like that repents, but the repentance is faux, F-A-U-X. It's faux. Why? Because they don't really mean it. Because true repentance means to turn away from. Not just to say it with your mouth, but to turn away from. It's almost a, a visceral thing to turn away from that sin. Pharaoh said all the right things. He didn't do the right things. We should have deeds that are consistent with our repentance, Rabbi Shaul says. Otherwise, we're playing even more games. Other translations of Romans chapter 6 says, God forbid we should do this. God forbid you should continue to sin thinking that it's okay since grace will cover it anyway. That is explicitly prohibited here. And our motivations, y'all, this is not a small point. It's what drives your everyday decisions. Further in Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Do you not know 
that to whatever you yield yourselves as slaves for obedience, you are slaves to what you obey, whether to sin resulting in death or to obedience resulting in righteousness. Oh, my Jewish brother or sister, if you're watching on the internet and you think that Yom Kippur is your one shot, friends, Yom Kippur is not, is not, is not so that we can do whatever we want to do all year round and then say a few words and then all is well. That is a disgusting manipulation of this day. Listen to me, my friends, and this is for all of us. Yom Kippur is a refocus, a recommitment. Listen to this. Yom Kippur is a recommitment that we will choose to obey God's commands and are so grateful for his atonement that we are inspired not to do that which causes us to need atonement in the first place. That's where we need to be. That's what Yom Kippur needs to be. It needs to be a true change within us. That should be what's happening now. So the question for today really is, will you be Pharaoh or not? Are you going to be Pharaoh? Man, I tell you, I read those words. It was interesting when I added them all up. Just, just to cumulatively look at Pharaoh's repentance. And man, when I added it all up and I just typed it all out, it sounded like King David repenting. Man, it was so beautiful what, what the Pharaoh said. It was beautiful, y'all. But then you looked at his actions and you're like, whoa, man, that's, that's, that's dark. Will you be Pharaoh today or not? Will you shed crocodile tears and ask for God's forgiveness only to leave this place today unchanged? Therefore, I ask you today, what specific, maybe you haven't thought about it before right now, what specific area of your life, something specific, it's not rhetorical, I'm asking you to think about it on Yom Kippur right now today, what specific area of your life are you looking to be different in this year? 5783, this, this new year, we just had Rosh Hashanah. What area specifically are you looking to be different in this year? Because without this, there isn't really true repentance. Because that means to change, to turn away from. I've got just a little more to share here, a few scriptures. But I want to pause a moment and I want to ask for you to think. What do I need to change in my life? 
Maybe it's not being angry with your wife. Maybe it's respecting your husband. Maybe it's releasing that grudge. Yes, that grudge. Maybe it's not being so judgmental. Maybe it's coming to God's house regularly. Maybe it's not gossiping. Maybe it's committing your finances to the Lord. Maybe it's releasing pride. Maybe it's praying regularly. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's cheating. Maybe it's laziness. Maybe it's one of the sins that we put up there in the Alchet. I want you to take just a moment. We're just going to take a few moments of silence. This is not anything for you to share with other, other people. This is between you and the Lord. But the point is there needs to be a change. You at home who are watching on the internet or listening to podcasts, take this moment too. I'm going to take just a moment. And I want you to think about what it is for you. What it is for you that you would like to see changed in your life starting this Yom Kippur that we are in right now. Something that you need to make a turn in in your life. I'm going to pause and let you just think. Just think in the silence. If nothing has come to mind, say, Ruach, Spirit of God, please reveal to me that which you want for me to make a, a change in my life in. Ask him that. He'll show you if you have an open heart. Oh, Lord, reveal yourself to your children. Reveal yourself to us, Lord. Show us, God. Reminds me of the part of the Yom Kippur liturgy that to me is some of the most poignant moments also, where we say, whatever you want us to say, God, we will say. Whatever you want us to do, Lord, we'll do. Anything, Lord, show us and we will do it. That's powerful. It's one of my favorite parts. James chapter 1. Do each of you have something? I hope you 
have something. If you have absolutely nothing after thinking that long, I'll give you one, pride. (laughs) James chapter 1 verse 22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deluding yourselves. See, friends, now you have to do what you thought of. You have to do. You have to make that change in your life that you thought of. That which the Ruach HaKodesh convicted within you, it's entirely likely that the Ruach is the one who put that thought in your head about what you needed to do. And so if you have that purpose in your heart to be doers of the word and not hearers only, purpose in your heart to actually do something in that area that you know that you need to do. Make that change. And at times you might say, Lord, help me. God, Lord, help me. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect in that area. Nobody's perfect, right? But at the same time, there should be a tangible, noticeable difference. Improvement, if you will. You've got to, as Rabbi used to say, L-E-T, let God do it in your life. He doesn't force himself on you. Because if you do, the full measure of Yom Kippur can be yours. The fullness of Yom Kippur. Everything that Yom Kippur represents can be yours. How do I know this? Second Chronicles 7. It's a, a passage you all, many of you have heard, and some of you may be your favorite scripture. But if you look at it in the context of everything that we've been talking about, it takes on even a new light. Because the reason I know that all of that which is Yom Kippur can be yours if you truly do make that change, not just with your mouth like the Pharaoh did, but truly in your heart turning, I know it can be yours because God made a promise. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Think about this relative to what we've been talking about. When my people over whom my name is called humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Ooh, somebody say amen. Y'all, I knew that this message would be a shoe scuffer, (laughs) but at the same time, wow, how how this message and this promise ends unto the Lord. We have to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn, turn from our evil ways, then God will forgive our sins. He will forgive you for whatever that is. He'll heal your land. Well, I'm not a sharecropper. It's, friends, it's whatever belongs to you. He will heal that which is within your purview. 
It's a promise that you can count on. It's the healing that we all need. It makes today the full day of atonement for you. That's how much God loves you. So, beloved, don't play games with God. It's Yom Kippur. It's the Day of Atonement. It's time to get real with God. When you ask for forgiveness today, you have to really mean it. And to mean it means that you are sincere and then you act upon it. Make a change in that area of your life. Beloved, you can do it. You can do it. Purpose in your heart, friends. You can do it. God will help you. God forgives you. He is for you. He loves you. Because if you don't mean it, what's coming from your mouth are mere words of hot air. They're phony words. And that is especially not what you need today. The title of my message is Crocodile Tears. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. <laughs> I want to ask if there's anybody here today who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah. If you've never committed your life to God and received Yeshua as your Messiah, how about today? Yom Kippur, come on. It's the Day of Atonement. What better day? So if you're here and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, but you would like to today, raise your hand. We'll have a simple prayer. Is there anybody? Just wave your hand at me and say, yes. Rabbi, what about all the other people? So many people. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. It doesn't make any difference. This is between you and God, right? If you've never said that prayer, but you'd like to, just raise your hand right now and we'll pray together. Is there anyone who'd like to do so? Perhaps you're watching online also or listening via podcast and you've never said that prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah. Repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, dear God, I humbly come before you. I accept Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins, oh God. I'm sorry. I will turn. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to serve you the rest of my days in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you're watching online, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. It's the best decision you ever made. If you're here, please come see me after this. I want to celebrate with you as well. Thank you, Lord. Lord, and I pray for the rest of us, God. Oh, Lord, let our repentance be sincere. God, let our repentance not be with our lips only. 
let our repentance be with our feet. God, let, us, let it not be said that we were like Pharaoh, that we tried to check the box of certain repentance, but really never made a sincere change in our hearts. Rabbi, Rabbi, I'm older. I, you know, I, I don't do the things I used to do back when I was young. I get that. For some of you, what would have come to mind would have been very, very intense and severe. For others of you, it's little things. But the point is that nobody here is perfect. None of us are. We're all working ourselves more and more and striving to conform ourselves into the image of Yeshua. Recognizing that none of us will make it here on this earth, but that's our goal. So whatever it is in your life, Lord, I pray that the the tears that we've had today be sincere. The tears that people have shed regarding that in their lives that needed your attention and that they needed forgiveness for perhaps, Lord. Those tears would not be in vain, would not be for show, would not be only because today is today, but it'd be something that inaugurates a true change in their lives so that they not be crocodile tears, God, but they'd be sincere tears of repentance, Lord, which is accompanied by deeds that reflect the repentance. So that may mean that some of you have some work to do this afternoon. That may mean some of you need to go to people and ask for forgiveness, repent to people. Some of you here, not maybe, some of you here do need to do that. Don't be shy. But, but what, if they don't, what if they don't say they're sorry back to me? Hey, that's between them and God. That's between them and God. You do your part. That's what you're responsible for. Thank you, Lord. Give people strength here to make that turn. Give people strength, Lord, to make that turn. Give people strength, Lord, to make that turn. I thank you. And, and, and as such, Yom Kippur will be a turning point, a special day for everybody here. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the rest of the day. I thank you for our Yitzker service, for our worship and prayer and reading of your word. I thank you for our Neila service. And Lord, even for the ending when we break the fast, Lord, it's all dedicated to you. We want to we wanna love you, God. We want to be more like you, God. We want to do what you want us to do. Thank you, Lord, for making us holy because you are holy. We love you, Lord, and ask these things, B'Shem Yeshua, in the name of our Messiah, Yeshua, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah 
or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Bye.